0: What I want to ask us this morning is: Are you ready to being surprised? Are you open to being surprised? Put your hand up if you like surprises. Useful to know. Okay. A few years back, it was my 30th birthday, and I was excited and ready. Adele always delivers, and it's always a great time. But on the day, it was a Saturday, I got up and there was no presents, no cards, no phone calls, no texts, nothing and Adele kind of said happy birthday but that was about it. Adele's my wife if you hadn't met her. And I was just a bit like frustrated, a bit of a pity party, a bit disappointed like how's everyone forgotten, this is my birthday, you know, poor me, poor me. And then I was a bit gutted because you know just things kind of went from bad to worse because I got to lunchtime and I got a phone call from the community centre which I used to help out at. And the lady said, you need to come into the community center immediately because there's some spilt milk and some spilt stuff that needs clearing up. I'm like, it's a Saturday. You don't know this, but it's my birthday. Do I really need to go in and clear it up? And she said, no, no, you need to come in. There's a meeting you need to be part of. She was angry. She was frustrated. She was really furious. I was like, this day couldn't get any worse. But I did the diligent good Christian duty thing and went in and chatted to her. Opened the doors. And what do I know? surprise Adele had organized a massive 30th birthday party the lady was in on it to kind of pull me in and i got there and there was presents there was friends and family who had traveled far there was food there was bunting there was all sorts of stuff celebrating this birthday i was completely shocked i was surprised what's also quite amazing about this story is that Jensen, our son, was 10 days old at the time, so Adele had managed to pull this off pretty much from hospital. <laughs> Remarkable, really. It's also Adele's birthday in a few days. She's either 40 or 50, I can't remember. So I need, to, I, need to, I need to work out what I do for her, so any tips about how I can return the surprise. But what I want to ask us this morning is, are you ready to be surprised? This might be your first time in church, you might have been to church many times, but are you ready to be surprised by this incredible story that John and Jenny read? Are you ready to be shocked and amazed at the goodness of God this morning? Because some of you will have received these little things to make a bracelet later. I realize if you're in a balcony, you need a set a binoculars to see what I'm holding up. But basically, there's these things that form a bracelet that tell the story of Jesus to the cross. Jesus and his disciples have had fun. They've eaten together. They've journeyed together for three years. They've... Partied together, they've celebrated together, they've laughed, they've cried, they've journeyed together, they've had this amazing adventure, and then they start to get to the story towards Jerusalem, and then they go to the Palm Sunday, which we celebrated last week, where there's palms being waved, hallelujah, he's here, our king is finally here, this amazing celebration, is all incredible, Jesus is our leader, he's our savior, and then things seem to take a tat- sour twist. Things seem to take a dark twist. There's the Last Supper, where Jesus predicts his death. There's the washing of the feet, again predicting his death. There's Judas betraying him for 30 pieces of silver. There's the Garden of Gethsemane, where he's sweating blood, the tears of blood. Peter betrays him, just denies even knowing him. it has gone from bad to worse, and then he's on his way to the cross. He's treated horrendously, he's mocked, he's beaten, he's battered. He's left to die for sins he didn't even commit. It gets horribly wrong. What a sad ending. Their friends must be thinking, what have we been following? Who is this guy? Why have we bothered investing in the last few years? He's not the savior. This can't be true. They must have been desperate and also sad and lonely and anxious. He's not the person we hoped he would be, the person we were building our lives upon. So they wait till the hours after Sabbath, which John and Jenny referred to. They go to roll the stone. They were talking on the way about how do they move this huge monumental stone? How do we embalm his body? And incidentally, many scholars say that actually this is the best evidence that we have for Jesus being risen from the dead. The fact that they were desperate to embalm his body desperate to move a rock suggests he was actually dead if he was to rise and he needed to have died in the first place but they're moving there they're going there to journey with him to see what's happened and then the angel's there surprise it's okay jesus has risen he's risen from the dead it's okay he's conquered death he's with you he offers you eternal life. He forgives you of your sins. Go and see him. Go and tell others. Go and find him. It's all going to be okay. He's risen from the dead. This isn't the end, the death. He's risen from the dead. He's offering you eternal life. There's hope because he's conquered the grave. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end at the grave. It ends at the tomb where he rises from dead. They go to him, they chase him, and they follow him. And I want to simply ask us this morning, how do we respond to it? Are you willing to be surprised? Are you willing to be shocked and amazed? And you probably fall in one of two camps this morning. You could be someone who's been a Christian for many years. And if you're honest, you can go through the motions, you can be blasé, you can think it's almost an everyday occurrence that Jesus rises from the dead, that someone came back to life from the dead. We can almost take this for granted, we can almost get overly familiar and blasé with this incredible hope we have in Jesus. But this event, we are reminded again today, changes everything. There's peace, there's joy, there's hope, there's forgiveness of sins, there's eternal life because of what happened 2,000 years ago. This matters. For those of us who follow Jesus, are we again ready to be surprised, to be shaped by this incredible event What joy it brings, what celebration it brings. We celebrate this fantastic festival today because there's hope because of what he did on the cross, raising back to life. Catholic priests often say the opposite to, the opposite to, sorry, I have a little memory blast. The opposite to contemplation isn't action, it's reaction. The opposite to contemplation isn't action, it's reaction. And what they're saying is that the opposite to contemplation is reacting to everything around you rather than being steered and led by the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, it's actually being influenced by the pressures and stresses and strains around you. Rather than being directed by what God is saying, this event that happened over 2,000 years ago, this incredible hope we see in Jesus that shapes everything, that stirs everything in us, that affects how we live our lives, it affects how we spend our money. It affects how we do relationship. It changes everything. We contemplate this incredible gift of his life, death, and resurrection. We contemplate that, and that stirs us into action. That, want, that propels us out to share the incredible hope we have in Jesus. That propels us out to tell others about the good news in Jesus. Are you willing to be surprised once again by this incredible gift of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus? Or are you here for the first time, and you're thinking... Is this story even reality? Is this even something that I can believe in, I can build my life upon? Did this event actually happen? Jesus wants to say to you this morning that I'm here to offer my forgiveness for your sins. I'm here to offer you hope and a future. I'm here to offer you eternal life. No matter what you've done, no matter how broken you are, no matter how messed up you feel, no matter how lonely and isolated you feel, God wants to come to you and have a relationship with you. What's amazing about this passage we read is that the only disciple that's mentioned towards the end is Peter. And Mark, the gospel writer, is trying to make a specific point. He's saying, Peter, the one who denied knowing me, after three years of friendship, he denied knowing Jesus. His best friend, he denied knowing him. Even he can be restored by my grace. Even my love stretches out to him. And what's more, Peter is one of the key disciples who the early church is built upon. There's purpose, there's plans, there's a life for each and every one of us when we choose to follow us, choose to follow Jesus and build our life on him. He restores us from brokenness, from pain, from mess, from hurt, from darkness. He also has a purpose and plan for us, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, no matter how messed up our lives feel. The way he died was his arms wide open, It's a way he lives on with his arms wide open for each and every one of us to know his incredible love and grace this morning. He stretches out his arms for us no matter how old or young we are, no matter how hurting or broken we feel, no matter how good or bad we are, this good news is for each and every one of us. It changes history. This event that happened over 2,000 years ago has caused more shake-ups, more changes in history, our calendars, etc. than any other event in time. Are we going to build and root our life upon this? Are we going to allow it to transform us? Are we going to accept the incredible joy and hope it brings? Let me pray for us before Zach and the band come up and worship. Yeah, Father, we thank you for the stories and the testimonies of Louise and others this morning. We thank you that many in this room can testify to the fact that Jesus changed our lives, that he lived and died and rose again for me, for us. I thank you for the incredible truth we read about in Scripture this morning and the hope that that brings. And I pray for those of us who are followers of Jesus that we won't get familiar with this. We won't just go through emotions, but actually once again we'll be astounded by your love and grace this morning. But I also pray for anyone who's exploring and just looking for answers, looking to put their trust in something. I pray this morning you would speak to them in a powerful way. And they would know forgiveness of sins, eternal hope in you, friendship with you, purpose in you, belonging in you, love and grace from you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.